The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of homegrown, on-demand audio to help you look to God daily. You can listen to Faith and Fostering with Christians chatting about foster care in an Australian context. Plus, be encouraged by Pastor Terry Nightingale's four-minute devotions with new episodes added each week in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. You may know that the Australian Human Rights Commission is holding a national inquiry into sexual harassment in Australian workplaces. Well, they're receiving submissions right now. One of those organisations that has sent a submission is Collective Shout, voiced their concerns about the connection between sexual harassment and sexualized imagery. It's the sort of imagery that we are all so easily exposed to. Melinda Tankard-Reist leads Collective Shout. Melinda's joining us. Hello, Melinda. Welcome along to 2020. It's always a pleasure, Neil. Thanks for your interest. Melinda, the Australian Human Rights Commission inquiry, you've sent a submission there, and uh, no doubt uh, there'd be an encouragement for others to get on the bandwagon too, but uh, what's in your submission that highlights this really significant connection? Well, what we at Collective Shout have tried to do is draw the connections between sexual harassment and their drivers. We argue that you can't properly address sexual harassment in the workplace and outside the workplace and everywhere if we don't look at the permission-giving beliefs in media advertising and popular culture and, of course, exposure to uh, pornography, which presents sexual harassment as just one more genre of, of pornography for consumers. So I suppose our submission is maybe a little bit different to others in that we do go back to those basics. Okay, what are we teaching uh, men? What are we teaching boys? What are we normalising in the culture which is contributing to the everyday harassment of women and girls? Well, it's so pervasive, isn't it? A sexualised culture. And while we often will point the finger at pornography, there's an awful lot of sexualised imagery in advertising, in the movies we're watching, in the television programs that are popular, in no doubt on the social media platforms that a lot of people are on. Uh, this is very challenging, just what to do about that. But this connection between what's happening in the workplace, oftentimes you've got people who are turning a blind eye to this whole issue of sexualized imagery, but it actually does have an effect right there where we work. It does, it does have an effect, Neil. In fact, a global meta-analysis looked at the impact of objectified portrayals of women on attitudes, and it found that those objectified portrayals of women contributed to a diminished view of women's competence, morality, and humanity. We know throughout history, once you dehumanise any group of people, you can do whatever you like to them when you strip them of their humanity, of their innate dignity and value and worth. And that's what's happening. I mean, it's just such hypocrisy 
to say we care about the second-class treatment of women, we care about the status of women, uh, we want to address sexual harassment. At the same time, uh, major shopping centres, malls all over the country, including Westfield and Vendlease and vicinity groups, are playing host to the very same imagery that contributes to harassment of women and girls. For example, in the sex store Honey Birdette, which is in family shopping malls, Pornified, porn-themed images of women floor to ceiling uh, contributing to this lesser view of women. So when these companies come out and say, oh, we're male champions of change, we want to address a sexism, we care about gender equality, we care about the status of the women, you can't say those words and then, on the other hand, be facilitating and enabling these images as a landlord to your tenant, in this case, Honey Burdett. So we're about exposing those double standards, standards, what we call pinkwashing, and calling these corporates uh, to account for actually facilitating sexual harassment that they claim to be against. Well, clearly these are stores too that are supposedly targeting women too. And so you're diminishing the value of women. And then I imagine that connection into the whole uh, sexual harassment issues that happen in yeah. the workplace and no doubt way beyond the workplace everywhere. But people and particularly men here, I know we're pointing the finger at men, are emboldened uh, to yeah. take liberties that compromise yeah. the safety of women because they're a part of, uh, absorbed in, immersed in this, in this pervasive uh, sexualized imagery. You've captured it absolutely perfectly there, Neil. In fact, we have documented uh, men ogling the images in shopping centres, uh, filming them, sharing them with their friends. Uh, we've documented teenage boys looking at the images and describing what they'd like to do to the women uh, in those pictures. And, of course, there's examples uh, in multiple other uh, stores and, and companies, in, in billboards and advertising. It's not just the one image on its own, Neil. It's the cumulative effect of all of these images over and over again, teaching our boys that they should be dominant, that women and girls exist for their gratification and pleasure, teaching girls that they should be submissive and be available to men and boys. How is it that we have millions of dollars going into for relationship programs, consent programs, programs to address violence against women? And of course, I support all of those. But how is it that we focused on that without addressing the culture that normalises these kind of practices? And that's where Collective Shout's focus is. Well, our Christian listenership today, Melinda, undoubtedly onside. Uh, this is very, very much in line with where we'd see our Christian ethics and even this social responsibility that we'd see to be able to take some action. But you might be standing outside one of these shops at the shopping centre and uh, you've got all these images, uh, very, very big images, sexualized images on display. No use wandering inside there and giving an earful to the person behind the counter. That's not going to be helpful here because these are big companies doing this. What sort of action can ordinary people take? Well, ordinary people have more power than they think they have. We have seen campaigns won because of one person speaking out. So at Collective Shout, we urge people to act personally and act politically. And some of us do go and talk to uh, managers in the stores. But if we don't 
feel up to doing that, we can get on their social media pages, we can get on their websites, we can uh, write complaints. People are very welcome to sign our petitions against these companies. We also have political campaigns. We've been calling on our newly elected MPs to reform our ad standard system, which is entirely broken. Uh, the system is based on self-regulation, which means these corporates are allowed to regulate themselves. And we've seen how well that's turned out. And we are also calling uh, for proof of age requirements so that children can't enter porn sites unless they're over 18. While it's not ideal, uh, it's something, and the UK is rolling that out. We have many ways that people can get involved. We make it easy for people to complain and to protest. But if you join us, you know that there's thousands of other people that feel exactly like you do. Uh, so, you know, we'd love to have uh, any of your listeners support collectiveshout.org is our website we're also of course on facebook and twitter and and instagram as am i and uh, you know the more people that join together the more we can affect social transformation and, and cultural change that we also desperately need Melinda, certainly let's just stick with the stores for a moment because while mm. there's sexualized imagery in a lot, a lot of places, uh, when mm. we talk about these stores that have that mm. sexualized imagery outside, is there mm. a workplace mm. health and safety issue for what is often the young women serving behind the counter? I mean, Absolutely is, there, is, is yeah. there an issue? How do you describe that issue? Well, there is a, a group of young women who were employees at Honey Burdett and they've spoken out against the sexist behaviour that they were subjected to in the store, what they were required to wear, how they had to act in sexualised uh, ways. So there's that, you know, there's that direct impact on the employees. You know, what, what hypocrisy that if those same images that appear on that shop window in family shopping malls were to appear in any other workplace, it would constitute creating a hostile workplace environment. You know, a man couldn't put up the same kind of posters in in his workplace that we are all seeing in the public domain in shopping malls. So there's that direct impact on the employees. And then there's, of course, the broader impact on every woman, on every girl who is subjected to sexual harassment routinely, you know, it's known as everyday sexism because women and girls know what they experience, their lived experience every day. I speak to thousands of young women in schools a year and the stories they are telling me are getting worse. I have even really young girls now telling me the same stories that older girls used to tell me and that's why we have to work together to, to, to change this. Melinda, you've made this submission to the Human Rights Commission. What sort of recommendations uh, did you make to the Commission? And uh, I guess, uh, you know, how do you hope that they will take some of your recommendations on board? Mm. Well, we commend uh, the Australian Human Rights Commission for... Uh, running this inquiry, we, we think it's very important. We think it's overdue. Uh, we've made quite a number of recommendations, but, you know, the key ones in, involve reform of our ad standard system, uh, trying to uh, limit exposure to, to porn and especially to, to violent porn, which treats uh, harassment and abuse and violence against women as erotic. Uh, you know, we know more of our boys are being exposed to, to violent porn now and so they're acting out in ways that are harmful uh, to women and girls. And we would like to see the 
the human rights of women, the status of, of women uh, included in considerations of uh, public advertising. How will this impact women? How will this impact um, girls? So really we need an entire new regulatory system. We'd like to see a co-regulatory system with input from experts in the status of women, discrimination against women, child welfare experts that can say, look, these ads are going to be harmful uh, to our kids. We're seeing moves in other states to regulate junk food advertising, which again we support, uh, but surely isn't this, a, this is junk advertising too uh, that is uh, hurting our, the most vulnerable members of our community. So we would commend our submission. We think it's a really good submission, if I may say so myself. Uh, to your to your listeners, there's a wealth of research and information there to uh, equip people to speak out and take action. Well, I'll point people to the website, collectiveshout.org, and if mm. listeners can see your submission there, undoubtedly mm. that'll be a very educative thing too to be able to read through that. And before I let you go, Melinda, uh, yeah, last yeah. time we spoke, you mentioned that you were looking for some new partners to support mm. the good work that you do. Uh, how have things been going? Is this uh, is it too late to get on board and be a supporter of Collective Shout? Oh, gosh. Never too late, Neil. In fact, we have a particular fundraising campaign right now. We have had a very generous donor offering to match any gift uh, between now and the end of this month, up to the value of $100,000, which would help to uh, keep our four staff employed. We're a small operation, you know, we punch above our weight, um, but without an injection of funds, it's going to be hard for us to continue this work. So any donation between now and June 30 will double, and the giver also has the benefit of tax deductibility. And so that information is, is also on our, on our website, how to donate, and uh, any gift will double. Well, you are a good organisation and you do punch above your weight. And I'll point people to that website, collectiveshout.org, and you'll be able to make some personal contact with Melinda Tankard-Reist, who leads Collective Shout. Melinda, thanks so much for taking some time to update us today on 2020. Neil, I just really appreciate your interest and support. Thanks so much. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.